0: This is the plaintiff, Michael Grenier. He says the defendant hired him to build a log cabin, work he's been doing for 40 years. After several months, the defendant freaked out, told him not to come on the property, and told him he was done. The defendant told him he made a lot of huge mistakes, so they both called the building inspector. And turns out, he made a one-inch mistake on the windows. He told him he would correct it at no additional cost, but the defendant refused. So here we are. He's suing for $5,000 the amount he's owed. This is the defendant, Sean Cole. He says he's a chef and has no idea how to build a log cabin, so he put his faith in the plaintiff that he'd do a good job. Well, the plaintiff installed the windows, and an expert told him they would rot out in five years because he made a mistake. He lost trust in the plaintiff. He had to hire a new builder to correct the problems, and the plaintiff has the audacity to sue him? Please. He's accused of stopping the bill. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $4,000 for repairs of the plaintiff's work.
1: All parties, please use your right hands.
0: What you are about to witness is real. The litigants are not actors. They are involved in legitimate disputes, and they have agreed to have those disputes settled here in our forum, the People's Court. I do. I do.
1: The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor.
2: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Grenier. What do you do for a living?
3: Uh, now I am retired. I was a contractor.
2: Okay, but you used to build log homes.
3: Uh, that was part of my work. Yes.
2: What was the rest of it?
3: Uh, general carpentry, conventional homes, uh, additions, uh, remodeling, garages.
2: Okay. Uh, things of. Were you a general contractor?
3: Uh, yes, I was.
2: Did- Were you licensed?
3: Yes, I was.
2: Okay, so the defendant hires you to build a kit log cabin, correct? Like it all, it comes, um, it was ordered by, from a certain manufacturer and it, you've got to put it together, but it's from a kit with specifications, correct? Correct. And when did you start that? And what month do you sign the contract with them?
3: Uh We signed the contract uh, in, I think it was, uh, March of 2019.
2: Okay, does that sound right, Mr. Hool?
4: Uh, it was signed on uh, 32119. Is when we signed the contract.
2: Okay. So when do you start work on it?
4: I started work on it in uh,
3: middle, middle or latter part of April.
2: According to the contract, it lists everything that you are supposed to do, and then it has a payment schedule. The total that you're supposed to be paid is 52700 correct? And what? Mr. Huel, you are providing the kit?
4: Uh, yes, yes, I had bought the kit.
2: OK. And Mr. Grenier, there is uh, certain s- stepped up uh, payments, like at the signing of the contract, you were to receive $7,500, which you did at the cap on the foundation and 4 feet of log up you, you were to receive 7500 which you did the remainder of logs and roof framed porch roof and deck completed you were to receive another 10000 which you did and the next the fourth payment is where things went wrong where it says stud walls loft area windows and exterior doors installed exterior doors and windows trimmed out you're supposed to get a $14,000 payment for that. And that's all the work that was included in the 14000 right? Correct. All right. Now, at some point, he tells you, I don't want you to come back. Tell me how that came up.
3: I went to the job uh, one morning. Uh, I got there before my helpers got there. And as I pulled in, Sean came up to my truck, and he said, get your stuff, get your trailer, you're all done. And I said, I I was really flabbergasted. Uh, I never saw this coming. And I said to him, I said, what's going on? What did I do? And he just said, "Uh, take your stuff, get out of here. And again, I said to him, what did I do wrong, Sean? And he said, a whole bunch of stuff. And I said, like what? And I said, Sean, let's talk about this and figure out what's going on. And he just said, no, I'm done with you. Get out.
2: OK, so, so Mr. Hugh, let I me ask left. you, what was the problem?
4: So the, <clears throat> the problem that I had was um, all of the, the doors and windows that, that uh, Mr. Grenier installed would have, would have rotted out in five years. As you can see by the pictures I submitted, um, none of the doors and windows were installed correctly. I had tons of arguments with Mr. Mr. Grenier. Um, he kept stating that the log home company sent the wrong doors and windows. Um, on the 13th, um, I had a conversation with Mr. Grenier. Oh, 13th uh, of what? August um the day before he was let go he was let go on the 14th of august um he uh and we uh i stated i was not happy with the doors and windows he also stated sean i'm not happy with the doors and windows i said would you please please get on the phone with the log home company i have an engineer that is willing to talk with you and walk you through these windows um, but he kept saying, Nope, they sent the wrong ones, the wrong windows, the wrong doors, they're the wrong size, which was not the case. They had sold forty of those houses. They've had they had two issues the whole time, and one of them was Mr. Grenier. And uh and yes, that's exactly how it went. Um uh, when he showed up the next okay, morning, so why
2: um, are you why are you talking about being flabbergasted, dumbfounded, and having no idea what was happening if he's telling you the windows and doors don't look right? And what was it that made you think it didn't look right?
4: I, I mean, um Judge, from I, I'm, I, I'm a chef by trade, and uh, I don't know anything about building houses, but when there's gaps in the wood, it looked like I could have put the windows and doors in better. If you, if you look at one of the pictures, the, the door isn't lined up with the logs, um, as you can see there. Um, again, not lined up with the logs. Right here, you can see the molding of the door is, is totally away from the wall, where it should be flush with the wall. And if it was flush with the wall, those it would be all lined up with the logs on the other side. Uh, right here, you can see What's the strike plate on the inside of the wall, which that should be in the center of the wall. Which I don't. He was saying they sent the wrong size doors, so that's why he was trying to do it that way. Which I could tell as as a cook that uh, you can see that the the just the, the water line in the wood right there and the gap in the wood. Um, it's just not done as it should be. Uh, as you can see right there, there was an, actually an a- extra half inch that was cut out of the window. Um, that I mean, these should have been easy for a contractor. To, they were just set in windows and go. You can just tell uh, anybody who puts in windows, too, that I, now that I've learned, should be using screws to put in windows and not nails. All right. Do you have pictures afterwards? Yes. Of, of it Santos? corrected? Um, yes. Okay. And they came out beautiful after they were redone.
2: Okay. What am I looking at?
4: Uh, right there. That is a completed door That was. that was... All, all done and re- reframed. You can see that there's one piece. Mr. Grenier's way to fix, when I gave him the opportunity to fix everything, his thing was he was going to put, instead of two pieces of trim on the on the window, he was going to put one big, thick piece of trim on the window. And that's why he was let go from the job, because that was not the way to fix them. You can see how beautiful they're. They're right out to the logs. They're the way that they should be.
2: Tell me what happened with the stairs. What uh, was the, the problem with the Mr. stairs? Mr. Grenier...
4: Uh, installed. Both sets were too long. Uh, the, the rise in height was not calculated correctly. And the, uh, the stairs were actually too long for the house, uh, which caused us to fail a building inspection.
2: Right. Let me ask you a question about the failure of the building ins- inspection, because according to him, the staircase is past inspection. He was getting passes all the time with. So he got, when did you two... say this is wrong? This, this isn't right. And figure out that it wasn't according to the specs. When did you figure that out? Who well, helped when, you when to figure building, that out, I guess?
4: The building inspector. That There was an issue with the building inspector, which I know it is not going to help me, that uh, there was a building inspector. He had gotten fired, um, and then we got taken over by another building inspector, and half of the paperwork wasn't handed in. I know, I know this, It's all I can say is go on my word by it, but um, uh, we, we were failing. Well,
2: no, I'm not going to go. I don't go by litigants' words. I require proof, Absolutely. but I don't understand. I see that the stairs failed, but I see that they failed in January, after yes, he's already was, off the job.
4: Yeah, no, no, that was that. That has nothing to do with him. That failure. Uh, this was a okay. failure from previous that wasn't it wasn't logged.
2: So it's not logged. All right. Well, how are you going to yeah. prove to me that the stairs needed to be redone?
4: Well, I mean, I, I, I have the bill of sales to prove that they had to be redone. Um and um, I mean that's from what
2: company? My, what company did the,
4: the correction work? Uh, I was a guy named Al Cheney. Uh, he was a general contractor and I submitted all of those. Okay,
2: because uh, I, see the, I see the receipt on Al Cheney. that's just typewriting on a piece of paper. I don't even see a logo, I don't see like you know, you know what I'm saying? I see nothing uh, on this. That. So you I, don't I, have the I, failure. I, right. You don't have the failure, uh, the failed inspection to show me, and you also it's just typewriting on a piece of paper with a signature sure. of Al Cheney. Do you have proof you paid Al Cheney like a canceled check? I promise I'll take that. Uh, OK, now now we're, now, now we're kind of done on that issue. Mr. Grenier, the windows and doors are supposed to be, f- you know, they're flush. And I, you saw in the pictures of how it could look when he got them repaired and how it looked when you did it. What was the deal there?
3: Your Honor, uh, pertaining to the windows and the doors, uh, I told Mr. Hull after I did call the manufacturer, he asked me to call them. I called them. I discussed with a gentleman that was handling his house. And my discussion with him, uh, I said, are there times where you have to pad the windows to finish the trim? I don't know if he didn't understand what I meant by that, but he said, Yes, there are times where you have to pad the windows.
2: Okay, I that's what we call rank seven. hearsay. Do you have something from the company the, that manufactures a kit that supports what you just said? No, I don't. Because it's a kit. It's supposed to fit, right? That's the whole point of the kit. Well, So can you prove what you're me. saying, yes or no?
3: No, I can't prove that.
2: Okay. What did your new contractor end up doing. You hire a new contractor on August 21st, Mr. Huel, and uh, he charges you $700 in material and 15000 for the labor in order to correct the, the windows and doors. Is that all just for the windows and doors? What's a th- uh, I will be removing the three-wall pilaster studs. What's that about?
4: So those were... Um... Uh, wall studs that were improperly installed by Mr. Grenier. They weren't even touching the walls. They're, they're, as you stack logs up, they, they become unstable. So you put in these wall stabilizers to actually suck the wall up against this, this big board, big beam on the inside to hold the wall up. Uh, they were not installed correctly. They were, the right tools were not used to, to put the studs in the wall. Um, all of those had to be redone um, as well as the doors and windows.
2: Do you have uh, the proof of payment? How much have you paid the new contractor?
4: I paid him $15,700.
2: Oh, you you paid him the whole thing? Yes. Is the log cabin done? Yes, it is. Are you living in it? I'm sitting in it right now,
4: Judge. It's beautiful. There
2: you go. All right. (laughs) Okay. good for you. Can I ask you a question? I know that you didn't pay that in cash. So do you have a receipt from?
4: The builder.
2: Did you introduce that into evidence? Because I don't see that.
4: It was paid by a check. We made sure we paid that one by check.
2: So all of the payments to the new contractor are by check, correct?
4: Yes, yes, okay.
2: absolutely. all right. So, and according to you, it cost you the $15,700 just to correct the stuff that Mr. Grenier was... Actually, he was charging 14000 for that stuff, but also some closets or whatever, but it cost you 15700 So you're actually out... $1,700, according to you, you're also out the $2,200, but I got to tell I you, know. it's kind of, you know, if you have, you know what I'm saying, that I don't think you've really proven your counterclaim on that. But um, Mr. Grenier, assuming Mr. Hewell shows me the canceled checks where he had to shell out 15700 to correct the windows and doors, why would you be entitled to any more money he would be the one who's entitled to 1700 Assuming he actually paid that, and I can see from the pictures of before and after, then what's the answer? Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
3: Your Honor, I, I never disputed, uh, you know, that I did install the windows improperly out uh, I had a conversation with uh, Sean about four to five days after uh, I left the property, and he said to me, he goes, you install the windows and the doors uh, in the wrong position, and I said, no, I didn't. I reviewed the prints, and I found that I did install the doors in the windows, I was one inch off. Uh, yeah, but that one. matters,
2: you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, you're hired because you have experience doing it, but the 40 years don't do the, the your customer any good if you don't, read you got to read and you got to do it according to specification that's what you got hired for that's what you were making 60 grand for so it's not like you know it's kind of not okay that they're an inch off all over because an inch off once you're long gone and retired he then ends up having water leaks and mold and problems you know there's a reason why it has to fit tight and right so in this case in your lawsuit against him i say zero in his counterclaim against you Assuming that you show me the canceled checks, which I'll give you, you know, you can do that now with my staff, or I'll, but I'll give you 24 hours or 48 hours to prove that to me, that you actually paid that 15.7. I find that you owe him $1,700. That is my verdict. Good luck, folks. He owes me. He owes you? you gotta...
5: I can't believe they were in favor of him. Well, there is one excited uh, defendant there, no question about that. Mr. Grenier, let me ask you a couple of questions. When, you've, when you kept saying there are the wrong windows and doors, why didn't you contact the company to get the correct ones? Why did you try to install them?
3: I, uh, I did contact the company, and we, we had uh, two or three discussions regarding the windows. And I, again, uh, as I said to the judge, I don't know if the manufacturer, when I had the discussion, uh, misunderstood what I told him, or possibly I could have misunderstood what he told me. But after talking with Sean Hall, and he told me that I put the windows in, in the wrong position, when I went back to the prints, I saw that I had put the windows in In the wrong position, but he never. All right. Well, look. That's enough. We talked about
5: that during the case. Let me ask you one other thing. Are you are you are are you surprised you lost this case?
3: Yes, I am because uh, uh, number number one, there was nothing wrong with anything else in the house other than the doors and the windows. Uh, The building inspector did an inspection on the house. And did not find anything wrong with what I had done, other than positioning the windows in the wrong in the wrong uh, spot, which I would well, have the corrected point is, that was enough. if I would have had the opportunity. <laughs>
5: That was enough to uh, to really cause the problem, and the defendant had to pay fifteen seventeen thousand dollars $17,000 more to correct your mistake. So I'm sorry. That's why you lost. Uh, You've got to give him way. money back. I want to know?
3: see him prove those bills because as far as I'm concerned, anybody who gets paid $15,000 for about two days' worth of work, they must be a brain surgeon.
5: All right. We'll find out. All right. Let me talk to uh, to the defendant now, Mr. Hool. You were one excited guy. You were cheering when oh. the judge gave her decision.
4: This has been a long time coming, um, and uh, and I always knew that we were we were in the right, and uh, it's just it's a big relief to be over.
5: Was it tough for you to kick him off the job?
4: Uh, not not with the uh, not with the work that he had done. Um, for somebody who had been building log homes for as long as he has, and to uh, to try to pass that work off, I I don't understand it.
5: Yeah, you were really mad at him the day you did that. Anyway, you're in the house now. Do you love it? Is it, is it great?
4: I love it. I love it. And uh, I would uh, definitely uh, not build a log cabin again, but uh, I'm happy to be in it. It's beautiful, and uh, we're moving on.
5: All right. Well, congratulations. You're going to get $1,700 back. Okay. And with that, we'll wrap up this case, and let's join Judge Melian and her husband, Judge John, for another session of After the Verdict.
6: Marilyn, uh, as people who work in the world of written words and spoken words for most of our lives, uh, you and I both have a lot of respect for builders and contractors and engineers.
2: And, and I like come that. from a long line of contractors. Your
6: father was a contractor. My
2: your brother's father, a contractor. Brother.
6: Right. But if you're working with a contractor and you're building a house, if they make a minor mistake, and no one's perfect, minor mistakes occur, you probably have an obligation to let them try to correct that minor mistake, correct? Sure.
2: Absolutely.
6: But in this instance, the mistakes were so egregious and the the variances were so significant on important parts of the House, you really didn't see it that way.
2: I don't see it that way because, I mean, this isn't like a minor problem. It's a problem that he kept asking him to fix, and the plaintiff's response was, oh, they sent the wrong size windows and doors. Then it turns out, oh, no, that's true. I did mess it up. But when we look at those pictures, it's very obvious that it's not lining up right. So if you lose faith in the structural integrity of your house, all he's getting paid for is exactly this. It's it's to make sure there's structural integrity. He's getting paid 60 grand for this. Come on, read the specs. So then what? Oh, and then I realized after he complained a lot and, and I talked to the manufacturer that, oh, yeah, I did do this wrong. But that's all it is. It's just an inch. What's an inch among friends? Right. You know, it's like, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you like the play? Right. You know, that's these pretty major. I, major. I don't want you touching the rest of my house if you if yeah. you couldn't get that right,
6: right. And uh, yeah, these are significant issues. They're not tiny little trimmings around the edges, staircases, windows, doors, structural areas to the house.
2: yeah. I mean he didn't win on the staircases because he he didn't have, you know, oh, I paid cash and it's just like typewriting on a piece of paper. I never like right. when I see that because you couldn't can just meet the burden manufacture that. that. You need to be able to prove your counterclaim. Uh, just like the plaintiff has to prove their claim. And so I would have wanted to see canceled checks, you know, uh, uh, a, a, a bill that was on uh, actual letterhead that I can see that it's a legitimate uh, complaint. But that coupled with the fact that the defendant didn't have the failure of the stairs to show me, that I just threw out that part of his lawsuit. But the other $1,700 that it cost him to fix the stuff, you know, that's, you know, that's not minor.
6: He deserved to get that money back. Yeah. Spoken like a builder's daughter.
1: <laughs> well, Dave, the first difference, obviously, is that Watner was a man and Million is a woman. More significantly, Judge Million, significantly younger, obviously, than Judge Watner was when Judge Watner took the bench. He was about 64. And the fact is that society has changed. And I think that there is more humanity that goes into these decisions these days than in the traditional sense of what small claims courts did. I think there is more of a sense of really striving, not just for law, but for justice. And that will do it for this case litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now.
0: This is the plaintiff, Jacqueline Gaylord. She says her neighbor torched the side of her garage and fence, then tried to cover it up. That's right. This woman put her safety in jeopardy with her carelessness. She tried to hide the crime. Now she refuses to pay her the $2,875 she's suing for repairs and punitive damages. This is the defendant, Felicia. She says she returned from a vacation to find numerous notes pinned to her door, stating she started some sort of fire and caused damage to the plaintiff's fence. She ignored the nonsense. Then a few months later, the plaintiff confronted her. This whole situation is utterly ridiculous because she did not light any kind of fire. She's accused of igniting a lawsuit.
1: All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket. Uh, This is a neighborhood war to end all wars. The plaintiff says the defendant lit her fence on fire, put her family in grave danger. The The defendant is saying she doesn't know where this woman is coming from. She never lit the fence on fire, never touched it. It's the case of, of come on, baby, please don't light my fire.
2: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, Ms. Gaylord, you are suing your, I guess it's your backdoor neighbor, uh, Felicia, is that correct? Yes. For damages to your, uh, your shed and your gate that you say she knows about and tried to cover up. Do you two know each other before this event? Had you ever spoken no. to each other? No. Okay, so what happens? One fine day, your landscaper points out that there's some burn marks?
7: No, um, I normally get my lawn done starting in the beginning of March. I get it done every two weeks up until the end of September. When, um, when uh, the fall comes, I wait to December to have the leaves uh, picked up on my landscape. So normally we talk, and I told my one is some trees taken down like branches. Yeah, so I don't said, need to know those
2: details. Just tell me how you learned about the 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 damage. How did you oh, learn I about in
7: my, it? I walked in my backyard the first week of December, and I started to uh, tie up some some branches and everything. And I seen a huge burnt on my back fence and my garage. I called my landscape, okay. and I said, "Did you see anything?" Can you see the picture? He said, no, I didn't. He you see said, the picture I see that anything. I have up?
2: Yes. Do you see the picture I have up? All right, so the white part is your garage and the wooden part is your fence, correct? Yes. How much distance is in between those two things? Like two feet?
7: It's two feet, yes.
2: Did you show it to your landscaper?
7: I showed it to my landscaper. He said that he didn't see anything, but there are bushes like probably two feet. So he wouldn't really go behind the garage. He would go up to the trees too as far as sure. doing my lawn. So he wouldn't go at that far. You see, because of So what makes you think bloom, she's responsible to the, um, the Some uh, you know what? Because in two thousand sixteen, the beginning of two thousand sixteen, I went back there because it was like um, there was like branches and I, I picked everything up. That fence was perfectly fine. I didn't go back again until the following year. Okay, and she bought the house. I'm in still not hearing why you
2: think she's responsible. I need you to tell me why do you think she is responsible? because
7: someone said, because there's no way, I have cameras at my house. I reviewed all the camera footage. Nobody walked back there in my yard. You have to go down my, um, down my driveway, through my garage, and turn in the back. Someone had to put out that fire. If not, all my trees, I have three large trees in the background. They would have turned around and been engulfed.
2: Okay, now everything That's you're saying may be true. Now tell me that. why you think she's responsible.
7: I think that she's responsible because I came to her house several times and asked her to look at the damage, and then I went in her yard to to talk to her. And did I see that? If you see the picture with the board, the board is full of soot and burnt. Because I not the okay. door. Okay, this to picture here her. is that what you're talking right about.
2: Hold on one second. This is a picture taken from her yard. Correct. What are you doing on her yard?
7: I came, I came back, I came to ask her to, I mean, I came to talk to her, and uh, they were putting up uh um, did you ta- Were you talking time.
2: to her when you took this picture, or did you just trespass no, onto her property to take to the No, I was the landscape
7: picture. people. I said, I need to see the damage to my, back, uh, to my back fence. And the guy said, okay, just walk back there. And I walked back there, and I seen that board. So you weren't there to talk burnt. to her,
2: you were there to take pictures.
7: I was there to take pictures of my fence. So I can report what to What is this, my-
2: Felicia? Let me ask you a question. What is this board that's here and what's the black that's on it?
8: I have no idea. I never seen that.
2: Well, this is your side of the yard.
8: It's my side of the yard. I don't even go into the back of the yard. Um, as far as I know, she came onto my property several times and I don't know if she placed it there. Did you have roofers doing any work? I had a, my roof done over. When? I think it was 2017. And you found the burn marks when, uh, Gay-
2: Ms. Gaylord?
7: Um, December, December 1st, that's when I made the police report.
2: Dece- December 2017? Correct. So do we think the roofers did this? What is it you think? No. Were there roofers out there when you noticed the burn marks?
7: Yes. Yes, I did. When the roof well, why don't you was tell up, me about because that? I, came around, I she, uh, came around the house to ask for her, and they said she's not here. I said, can I take some pictures um, to bring to my mortgage company, I mean, my, my insurance company, so I can um, put a claim in? And they said, fine. That's did when you I ask them if they dropped the a
2: bucket of hot tar? Did you ask them if they dropped anything?
7: No, because you know why? There was nothing back. There was nothing back there. They wasn't back there. They were on the roof. Okay, th- I driveway. see a
2: ladder in one of these pictures. Take a look at this picture. Did you take this picture? Yes, I did. And you did that in June of 2018 or June of this That's year? That's
7: June of 2020. Uh,
2: 20. 2020. All right, so when I'm seeing a ladder, whose ladder is that?
7: That is on Mrs. Layham's side.
2: Whose ladder is that? Can you see that ladder and why is that ladder there?
8: Oh, um, I was starting my garden. Uh, one of my landscapers was starting the garden, and so he picked a ladder up there to uh, cut some of the uh, tree limbs down.
2: All right. So when your neighbors, um, let me just ask you: So your neighbor starts to put some notes on your door. You come home from vacation, you see the notes, and what, what, more or less, what did the notes say?
8: She has an estimate for me to meet up with her for me to make payment arrangements because her her um garage and, and the fence was burnt and it was started from my side and I had no idea what she was talking about. Did you answer her and say, look lady, I don't know what you're talking about. This has nothing to do with me. I did. I went over and, and I looked she at say? it and I told her, she invited me over to look and I looked and I said, no, I don't have anything to do with that. She gave me the estimate and I walked away like, okay, I'm not gonna pay for this.
2: Okay. And why did it take you so long to sue? You waited many, many years to sue. Why is that?
7: Um, because I worked two jobs and I had family responsibilities in New York. And um, and yes, I yes I did. And um, I did invite her over on a Sunday. She said that she was always working. I'm sorry, I deleted by accident my my text messages. Probably Ms. Latham has the correspondence for almost a year that I was contacting her. And I did invite her okay, over on the Sunday. Let me ask you a
2: question. Do you remember who you hired to, uh, Ms. Uh, Felicia, do you remember who you hired to do the roofing work?
8: I have to go through my papers. I don't know offhand.
2: I assume you didn't do your own roofing work. You hired a company to do the roofing work. Yes. A roofer. Okay. So here's where, listen, Ms. Gaylord, you have absolutely no evidence that Felicia did this. You have a really little bit of evidence that it's possible that roofers who were there on December of 2017, from what I'm looking at, may have spilled a bucket of hot tar which roofers use. Um, So you're suing the wrong person. You might be able to prove a case against the roofers, but in a situation when a homeowner hires a company, a separate company, an independent contractor to do work, and the independent contractor is negligent. That doesn't mean just because she lives there she has to pay for their negligence. You have to sue them so long as they are a disclosed agent of Felicia, which means, Felicia, I'm going to give you 48 hours to disclose who the roofer is and provide that information to the plaintiff. And you can take your chances against the roofer, but I have to tell you, if all you have is the coincidence that they're doing roofing there, I don't know, you may or you may, if they admit that they were using tar, maybe you have a case against them, I don't know. But you have zero evidence that Felicia did this and you're suing her because she's, uh, you know, the owner there, or she's the, the resident there.
7: Um, at the time the Rufus were there, that, their truck, they were nowhere near there. They were nowhere near there. They, all of them was well, on Well then the you're really out of the- gas.
2: Now you have zero evidence that anything happened from that side that caused your burn. Now you're, it's just a mystery then. What but evidence do you line, have that Felicia did something? The bottom line is that there's the, um, no evidence sat, that you are presenting me with fire. that Felicia did something. Yes, yeah, somebody set a fire or somebody poured something, dropped something that was burning there. Somebody. How are you proving that it's her? You can't. Um, um, just merely I really think Ms. Laham
7: did have something to do with it because they were so, the, my trees were so dense. And you know what, if it happened at night no one would have been able to put that fire out except them, except her family.
2: Why, why, why can't it be any other trespasser? Why can't it be, you know, because somebody trespassed to put it out. So why can't it be a different person? Why can't it be anybody who's been on your property, you know, in December of 2017? Look, in court, we don't deal with, I think it's her. In court, you have to be able to prove by a preponderance of the evidence that it was her, and she's responsible, and I just don't see it. Based on what I'm looking at, I find in favor of the defendant.
7: Judge really on, but the thing is that the, um, the, um, no one would go inside my...
5: So, the judge finds for the defendant in this case, saying the plaintiff had no proof that the defendant did anything to cause a fire on her roof. Let's talk to the defendant. Felicia, I'd love to know how you responded when you found out you were being sued by your
8: neighbor. What what did you think? I thought it was a joke. Because I know I definitely didn't start a fire. I work two jobs just as well as she do. I go on vacation regularly and i definitely don't be in my backyard
5: i ga i know your neighbors but i gather you're not very good friends together is, is that right
8: no because she's a bully of the neighborhood she bullies neighbors and um this one wasn't having it
5: well this obviously is not going to help any but anyway you're off the hook now so don't worry about although you do have to give her the name of your roofer you will do that you have 48 hours
8: right? i will do that
5: okay good enough all right Ms. gaylord how do you how do you feel you, you had no proof it was her very, and the judge I'm says very sorry you can't win
7: i i don't know where she comes with this concept i'm the bully of the neighborhood you know i uh go to work i come home i'm very uh i'm friendly with the people on my block i don't even know this woman so she got 48 hours to give the information so i can pursue it but i know that she set fire to my backyard No one could walk in my backyard and set that fire.
5: Well, unfortunately, you couldn't prove it, so you don't win. So that's the way it ends. Sorry about that. And that'll wrap it up for this case, then. Let us join now Judge Marilyn Milian and her husband, Judge John, again for another session of After the Verdict.
6: Marilyn, coal tar and asphalt are usually used... When people repair roofs, they put it down, that hot stuff, and they have to turn it into a liquid. So roofers come to your house, they set up a tar kettle, and they fire it with propane, maybe natural gas. How do you know
2: all this stuff? You're never on our roof. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
6: From just basic construction. Just from
2: living in the north? Exactly.
6: Exactly. I had friends. From your
2: Buffalo days? And
6: I have had lawsuits where roofers got burned from coal coal, kettle fires.
2: Well, see, that's what I was thinking, and um, that's why I asked about the roofers, and then it, it was kind of strange that the plaintiff cut off her nose to spider-face. Oh, no, 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 the roofers were nowhere near there, and that's gonna come back to haunt her if she attempts to sue the roofers.
6: Right, but the reality is, you could put the kettle a little bit farther away from the edge of the house in a safe But it safe would have had, had to be, see,
2: isn't that weird, though? Because it would have had to be high up for it to be the roofers. Like, it would have had to be...
6: No, they always keep the kettle on the ground.
2: So then how does the it's kettle always on the ground? So how would the kettle do that kind of damage that we have in that picture because, where it
6: starts? because because you have asphalt or or this this coal tar in there and you have to keep it hot to keep it liquid. And if it reaches the flash point of that substance that's in there, boom, it's just a conflagration and all of a but sudden you've got it, the fence burning
2: and everything. But wouldn't there be burn from the other side of the fence too then? And that's what's strange. I don't think we had burns on the other side of the fence. So it's really a mystery. I don't know. The only thing I do know is that I've got one job, and my job is to figure out if the plaintiff proved that Felicia did it, and Felicia didn't do it.
6: And certainly, lawsuit 101 is make sure you sue the right person. Yeah. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. And uh, make sure you come in with something other than... Oh, uh, who else could it have been? I mean, right. it's, you know, she's the person that's cl- that lives closest to where my damage is. She essentially sued her because it's a person who lives closest to where her damage is. Right. And the, per- the defendant wasn't even there when it happened. She was on vacation. Certainly so, not enough. Now.
1: There you have it. Uh, I gotta say, Rusty Burrell was awesome. He was the nicest man you'd ever wanna meet. Never had a bad word for anybody. And by the way, he was a good bailiff because Judge Watner could get tough and Judge Watner loved him.